Welcome to a Friday edition of America's Hot Barn Report on this Tower of Power. Now, the new voice of ranch country, Karina Jones. Come on, man, where's the $1.70 fat cattle? Welcome to this special Friday edition of Hot Barn Report. Straight fire, that's the best way to describe these yearling and fall calf prices we're seeing at the Hot Barn auction markets. I'm cheering the loudest for those producers pulling those well-deserved checks. It'll be a burden lifted off their shoulders to pay off some debt and recoup some equity on that ranch balance sheet. You would think that buck 70 fat cattle are on the horizon spurring this buying optimism, but we're sure not seeing that either. As I've talked about in the past, we all know they're continues to be massive herd liquidation as the southern U.S. is scorching and drought conditions persist throughout much of the Plain states. While we're seeing tighter supplies of calves, the mix of steers and heifers is also of interest. As reported recently in Beef Magazine, the percentage of heifers has ticked higher in recent years, which is another signal that herd expansion is not occurring. The average weekly heifer percentage is 44% so far in 2022, and that's a couple points higher than the five-year average. No expansion in sight. In fact, For years, the experts have told us, just hang on, the cattle cycle will swing back in your favor. They apparently weren't talking to the independent feedlot owners that are trying to compete for these tightening supplies of feeder cattle. But many, like me, have been pushing the pencil and coming up bleeding red all over the paper. How does one take those 753-pound steers that sold at Bassett Livestock for $2.20 and feed $7 corn against a board that has February fat cattle currently at $1.51? The BeefRead.com reported that the industry has at least 200,000 fewer fed cattle available to slaughter for the rest of 2022 than compared to a year ago. So I ask again, where's the buck 70 fat cattle? If the cattle cycle is returning to 2014 inventory levels, shouldn't all sectors of the industry be reaping the benefits? Two scenarios have changed the complexion of the post-2014 landscape. We lost mandatory country of origin labeling, so packers no longer have to rely on domestic supply to fill the meat counter. By law, they can import, repackage, and slap a product of USA label on it. Second scenario, we've lost tens of thousands of independent feeders. Our industry is far more vertically integrated than in 2014. Corporate feedlots have sweetheart deals that no one else gets details of nor access to, allowing them more market power in the feeder cattle market over the farmer feeders and independents that are at the mercy of the cash market. They don't have to pay attention to the February board. They have other risk protection gifted to them. I propose that we reinstate mandatory country of origin labeling back on beef so we can return more of that consumer dollar back to where it belongs in rural America, since herd liquidation doesn't seem to be promising us $1.70 fat cattle. Come back on Monday and Monty will have all the action from the hottest barns in the nation. Crawford Livestock, Presho Livestock, North Platte, Lemon, Torrington, Mowbridge, Platte, Stockman's Livestock, Creighton, and Bassett.